It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We have a lunatic named Chris Russell that works for this radio station. I'm yeah, sure I know that guy. I'm sure you're familiar. I'm just curious what your opinion is on him. Well, <laughs> never really liked Chris. Yeah. You? Really, anybody at the media at all, everybody who shreds me in the media, I'm not a big fan of. But No, Chris has always been pretty fair. I like Chris. Okay, guys, we welcome you aboard to Locked On Redskins. Good to have you aboard with us. I'm Chris Russell. Uh, This is episode number 137, and you know what it is and what it's time for, Crossover Wednesday. Yeah, even though the Redskins are struggling and losers of three in a row, we still got to do what we have to do in the NFC East matchup coming up this Sunday at FedEx Field. One o'clock Eastern time, the kickoff between the six and six. Washington Redskins and the four and eight New York Giants. And to preview and get inside the New York Giants, we go to the source that knows it all. Patricia Trina hosts Locked On Giants as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And she's with us here for this crossover Wednesday edition. Patricia, great to have you aboard with us. How are you? Very good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Absolutely. And we appreciate you coming uh, aboard and making some time for us, obviously, as we try and get a good look at the New York Giants, even though the Redskins have so many of their own issues to deal with. uh, It's always good to get an inside look at the opponent, especially a divisional opponent. Uh, The Giants off the 30 to 27 win over the Chicago Bears, again, improving to four and eight. Now they come down to Washington and clearly it hasn't been the year that many people were hoping for with the New York Giants with a new coaching staff and so on and so forth and a new general manager and Dave Gettleman. How would you, before we get into the nitty gritty, describe what your expectations were before the season to obviously what what they are now and what the reality is now? Well, I think coming into this season, anybody who kind of expected the Giants to be Super Bowl contenders, I think that was setting the bar a little bit too high. You've got to remember, this is a team that has just struggled and has slowly deteriorated every year since winning the last Super Bowl, which was back in 2011. So, you know, years of bad drafts, years of questionable personnel decisions, big uh, contracts that, you know, just didn't work out, all crippled this team. And so what Dave Gettleman, the general manager, and Pat Shermer, the head coach, tried to do is clean out some of the um, the dead wood, if you will, and rebuild a culture that had basically deteriorated as, as much as the roster had. So, you know, coming in, the feeling was that, you know, they were on the right track, you know, they were still missing some pieces. And as you know, you can't rebuild a roster in one year. It's it's virtually impossible, especially when you have a lot of needs, as the Giants did. And what they tried to do is they tried to instill a, a, a stronger foundation. And as a result, if you look at the games that the Giants have played, there were a lot of games, I think with the exception of the first game against the Eagles, that they were in it, that they could have won. And then you have some freaky plays, you know, like the long field goal against Carolina, you know, a bounce here 
hear a call here. And the Giants could have very easily had a winning record at this point. So, you know, they're trending in the right direction. But with that said, they ha they still have a lot of work to do and they still have, you know, some holes that they have to fill. Patricia Trainer is with us, host of Locked on Giants. Make sure you are following them along on Twitter at Locked on underscore Giants at Locked on underscore uh, Giants to listen to the daily podcast covering the New York Giants here as part of the Locked on Podcast Network. So uh, clearly, I mean, maybe expectations because it's New York, maybe because Odell Beckham and Saquon Barkley and maybe they thought they had a little bit more with the revamped offensive line. Things haven't worked out, but so much of the focus, at least from a national perspective, has been put on Eli Manning. We understand that Eli Manning is not the Super Bowl winning Eli Manning. But when you watch him week in, week out, and when you talk to people around the organization or hear the buzz, are they as convinced as it seems like the national public and maybe the media is convinced that Eli is done and he has no chance to get better with this organization? I don't think so. I think there is some sort of split, but the split is more in favor of Eli. You know, we have seen games this year where Eli has performed and stepped up. Now, is he the same quarterback he was back in 2011? No. Absolutely not. You know, the, the arm strength has deteriorated a little bit. And that's what's going to happen when, you know, the, the guy's been asked to throw over almost 600, if not over 600 times a year in each of uh, the last four seasons. So, you know, the feeling is, is look, get Eli a good running game, which he really hasn't had since that Super Bowl season, which they've done. You know, get him a better offensive line so that he is not, um, you know, running for his life on every single play. And you, you throw in the return of Odell Beckham Jr., Sterling Shepard, who has an increased role in, in the offense, you know, the tight ends and everything. And the hope is that he is better able to function. And then also, you know, the, don't forget the effect Pat Shermer has on the whole system. You know, Shermer had a lot of success with a couple of journeymen, you know, um, Oh, gosh, I just lost the guy's name in, in Minnesota. Uh, Case, Case Keenum. Yes, thank you. Case Keenum. And then in, in Cleveland, remember, he had a couple guys who, you know, weren't exactly household names. And he was able to make them into functional quarterbacks. And this year, you know, we've seen Eli have his highest completion percentage. And, you know, it, it, it's just it was going to take time, you know, if you're looking for Eli Manning to be the guy he was in 2007, 2011, that's not him, but he still can be functional. He can still manage games and he still, you know, gives them a better quarterback situation than some teams will, you know, can claim that they have. All right. Here's a serious, not so serious question. Is Odell Beckham Jr. a better quarterback at this point than Eli Manning? <laughs> well, he is two of two with two touchdowns. Yeah. So the stats would sure would certainly uh, support it. But no, seriously, you know, I watch Odell Beckham Jr. in, in warm ups, you know, if he's not kicking field goals, if he's not throwing touchdown passes, I mean, he's playing soccer or hacky sack. He's just an amazing, amazing athlete. And, you know, it, it's funny, Chris, because this past or actually last week, I had an opportunity to, to talk to Odell one on one. With the, you know, they're rare opportunities because, you know, sure. he's just in such demand. And he's really, really, you know, he's an interesting guy. He's, he's very, you know, sensitive, very um 
very much in touch with the world and he could be you know he could be quite funny quite charming you know yes he does some things that that make you scratch your head and say what the heck is he doing but you know he, he's just a, a really interesting guy you know I think if I were putting together a list of you know people I would want to sit down and have a dinner with you know historical figures current figures and so forth I think I would include Odell Beckham Jr. on the on my list Oh, that's great. Like the Mount Rushmore of dinner dates for interesting conversation. Sure. Odell Beckham Jr. I wasn't counting on uh, on that after some of the antics that we've seen, uh, such as, uh, well, acting like a dog in Philadelphia and making love to the field goal net when the Redskins <laughs> at the stadium a couple of years ago. Patricia Trana is with us, co-host of uh, Locked on Giants podcast uh, right here on the Locked on Podcast Network. It is crossover Wednesday edition. Before we get more into Odell and Saquon and the Giants defense, Patricia, I did want to go back to one more thing about Eli. So you seem to indicate that you know, the feeling, again, more positive about Eli, you mentioned the completion percentage. Maybe they're not absolutely going to move on from him like so many people are convinced. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. What does your gut tell you with a month left to go in the season as to Eli's future? Is he playing his final games with the New York Giants in your mind? I don't think so. I think unless Eli decides to retire after this season, I do think he will be back in 2019. I know that is not what a lot of Giant fans want to hear, but I think that's the reality. You know, everybody seems to think that the Giants are going to draft a quarterback in the 2019 draft, and we don't know yet who is going to be out uh, you know, in, in the class. We don't know if Justin Herbert is going to declare. And then the other thing you got to remember is the Giants, by winning, they're actually dropping lower and lower in, uh, on the uh, in that top 10. But, you know, when I look at this Giant team, you know, and, and again, people are going to not like what I have to say here, but I don't necessarily think Eli is the biggest problem. I think the biggest problem for this Giants team is on defense. I mean, we haven't seen much of a pass rush. You know, the, the, they can't seem to stop the run. I think they've had only two games this year where they've stopped, you know, held opponents to under 100 yards. You know, they're giving up some big plays in the, in the back end. They can't cover a tight end still. I mean, I can't remember the last time they've covered a tight end. So I just think with the with the 2019 draft class shaping up to be very rich in defensive players, in particular pass rushers, that's the direction the Giants are going to go with their first round pick. Patricia Tanner is with us, host of the Locked on Giants podcast. Make sure you give her a follow individually at Patricia underscore Trana, at Patricia underscore Trana, and the Locked on Giants podcast is at Locked on underscore Giants. And, of course, guys, if you're looking for all comprehensive NFL coverage, make sure you follow at Locked on uh, NFL Net on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, longer cuts available on Instagram and the stories feature. And, of course, all of us featured on the Locked on NFL Net uh, Twitter account. That is a mass sampling of all the NFL correspondence on the Locked on Podcast Network. We'll take quick time out uh and i want to come back and follow up more on odell beckham patricia if you don't mind and of course saquon barkley and the revamped giants offensive line we'll do that next right here on a crossover wednesday edition of the locked on redskins podcast good to have you guys aboard with us right here on the locked on podcast network first guys let me tell you about my bookie my bookie is slammed with new betters and they want to give everyone the best service possible. So I'm urging you to go to my bookie right now if you want a little bit of action. In-game, live betting over-unders, fantasy points scored, the most rewarding player perks in the business. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they'll give you an additional $25 free play. 
on deposits over $100. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar if you use the promo code Listen up here. If you use the promo code locked on 25, if you use the promo code locked on 25, and you go to my bookie online today, that's M Y B O O K I E, my bookie, and use the promo code locked on 25, you get and create your account, you get the extra $25 for replay by using the promo code LOCKEDON25. Also, when you create your account, you can claim up to $1,000 in free play. It's up to you guys. Uh, I'd wait until after you have a little dinner, your tummy's happy, and then your bank account can be happy if you go to my bookie and tell them Locked On Redskins sent you. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, good to have you guys aboard with us. We are back for Crossover Wednesday edition right here at the Locked On Redskins podcast. Being rejoined by Patricia Traner, who uh, hosts the Locked On Giants podcast. This is episode number 137, episode number 137. Thanks for listening and thanks for downloading. So, Patricia, we talked a lot about Eli Manning and his future and the current state. We touched a little bit on Odell Beckham. The Giants made a big commitment to him uh, this summer, finally getting the contract extension done. That, quite honestly, from an outsider's perspective, I didn't know if it was going to get done at first because it seemed like, you know, they wanted to see him mature and grow how do you think he's handled this year now that we know he's staying with the Giants for the next couple of years and he's well 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 paid uh well I think first off I think Odell has you know he's maturing it's it, it's a slow process but you know he's maturing um he's still trying to find his voice as a leader I mean I, I think everybody knows about that ESPN interview he gave mm-hmm. um I think it was what back in October Mm-hmm. And it that didn't really go over well with a lot of people because you know in in essence he he didn't answer some of the questions that I think a lot of people thought he should have answered in the affirmative. But with that said, you know Odell is a guy from day one has always wanted to win. He's always wanted to you know get the best out of himself and then the best out of his teammates. And you know when when push comes to shove, what's so wrong about that? You know if you're giving a hundred percent of your, your effort and somebody on your team is only giving 70%. Can you necessarily blame him for being upset with that person and, and, and expecting him and challenging him to do more, especially given the resume that he, that he is uh, put together. Now, with that said, what, what's been a very interesting dynamic to watch is uh, between Odell and Saquon Barkley. You know, for for uh, the last few years, Odell has kind of taken over as the the, uh, the face of the franchise. But now that Saquon Barkley is on board, he's kind of you know sliding up there as the face of the franchise. And there were some people that thought, oh my God, Odell's not going to be able to handle it. They're going to have a you know a knockdown dragout fight. But you know, the two of them have not only peacefully coexisted. I th- you know their lockers are right by each other. I think 
maybe one stall separates them. But, you know, they're working together to try and bring that offense and make that offense as productive as possible. So I do see growth in Odell. I do see maturity. You know, am I ready to say that he's put behind him all his little antics and stuff? Not quite yet because, you know, he is what he is. And what he is, this is a very passionate guy who, you know, doesn't have a filter sometimes. But I do think he's headed in the right direction. And Barkley, just while while we're talking about that, because I wanted to get there anyway, he, <clears throat> he seems very anti-Odell in terms of the personality. He seems very mature, very responsible, at least from what I know uh, of him in some interviews and from, you know, so I guess some people that I talked to uh, pre-draft. A, is that correct? And B, how would you say his rookie year has gone? Because he's certainly shown some explosiveness, all the things that led to him being the number two uh, overall pick. Would you say he's ab- about where you expected or further than you expected? Oh, I think he's he's definitely further. I mean, you know, with rookies, especially guys who are like in their early 20s, and I think he's 21 years old, if I'm not mistaken, you almost expect a level of immaturity. Um, a, a guy who he, who's going to come in, who's going to kind of keep his head down, um, you know, maybe do some stupid stuff. Saquon Barkley has been everything the Giants wanted and hoped for, and then some. He's he he has the maturity of a literally of a forty year old man. You know, he came in here and he said, "Look, I don't want anything handed to me. I'm going to work for everything I get." Um, he he came in here, you know, wanting to learn from teammates. You know, he used to joke about, "Oh, I'm making a pain in the neck of myself because I'm asking so many questions." But you know what? That's a sign of a leader, a sign of someone who who wants to, you know, who wants to win, who wants to develop, who wants to um, to do right by his team and and for himself. And and Saquon Barkley, you know, you look at the production on the field and how he's sometimes able to get yards really all by himself. And you say to yourself. You know, if you're a Giant fan, you know, the Giants didn't necessarily go wrong when they picked him over a quarterback. And I agree with you on that. And I was screaming about that. I, to me, I think there's always too much fascination with the quarterback position. Take the best player. And even though he's at a diminishing results position as a running back, my argument was, you know what? He's not just a running back. He's a slot receiver. He's an outside wide receiver. I mean, you can use him in so many different ways. He's the closest thing I've seen to Marshall Falk uh, in his prime. Patricia Trainer is with us. You can also check her out on the athletic uh, part of the athletics network uh, in New York City-based Giants cover. Uh, and as well, make sure you follow her at Patricia underscore Trina here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Patricia, when we come back, I wanted to get into some X factors from your perspective for the Giants, how they might be able to attack this woeful all of a sudden last month or so. Certainly different than the last time the Giants saw saw the the, the Redskins, the the Giant, uh, the Redskins defense. Uh, certainly, some of the guys that we talked about, obviously, I'm sure, will play uh, a big factor in that. And I want to get your perspective on the Giants defense as. Well, we'll take a quick time out here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. It is a crossover Wednesday edition. Patricia Trana, the host of Locked On Giants podcast, with us right here on Locked On Redskins. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. 
All right, guys, we're back right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is a crossover Wednesday edition. Again, episode number 137. Good to have you aboard. I'm Chris Russell, and you can follow me on Twitter at WrestleMania61. You can follow our guest because it is a crossover Wednesday edition. We're talking Redskins, Giants, getting the Giants perspective from Patricia Trena the host of the Locked on Giants podcast as well. Make sure you follow her uh, again on her individual Twitter feed at Patricia underscore Crandall for great Giants coverage and information. So, Patricia, we talked about, you know, Odell and Eli and Saquon, and certainly they invested with Hernandez and Solder in the offensive line. Is your best guess with the Redskins kind of struggling in all phases on defense, quite honestly, again, since the last time um, the Giants and Redskins hooked up, the Redskins' run defense has come off the chains. Is your best guess that the Giants try and on the road, uh, maybe some inclement weather, pound the football here and and, and kind of establish the run, and that opens up the rest of their offense? Oh, I think they have to. I mean, you know, it's funny. You look at the last couple of games, especially last week, the Giants didn't really run the ball. And what happened? They struggled a little bit. And then when they ran the ball more in the second half, what happened? They they, they looked much, much better on offense. You know, and, I, and for the life of me, I don't understand why head coach Pat Shermer, who calls the plays, doesn't stick with the run. There have been times this year where he's just gone away from it. And, and I just sit there to myself and I go, what are you doing? You've got the number two <laughs> overall pick in the draft who happens to be, you know, a potential Hall of Fame running back, or at least what he's shown so far. Why are you not using this kid more? And then when I hear things like, oh, we wanted to spell him and stuff, I'm thinking to myself, my God, this kid's 21 years old. He's not 50 years old. What does he need to be spelled for? So, but yeah, I, I think definitely, you know, running Saquon Barkley is the best thing that the Giants can do on offense because, as I said, not only can they move the chains, you know, pick up little pieces of, of yardage here and there, but it gives Eli Manning a little bit of a break to where he doesn't have to throw the ball 50 times a game, which, guess what, leads to arm wear- weariness. And, and uh, you know, so I, I keep saying balance, balance, balance. And if you look at Pat Shermer's record uh, when he was the Minnesota Vikings uh, offensive coordinator, I think the run-pass ratio ended up being – maybe two two in favor of the pass. So that's about as balanced as, of an offense as you're going to find. And if you look at all the Giants' wins this year, I think with the exception of maybe one game, the run-pass balance has has been there. And I think it needs to be there again this weekend. Uh, I'm with you, and that's the same criticism I and some other of my colleagues here have of Jay Gruden and the Redskins offense. They're not patient enough uh, with the run and the ancillary benefits that you build off of it. Um, Before we go too deep here, because we spent all of our time on offense, what is this Giants defense like with, you know, of course, again, the trades of Eli Apple uh, and and Damon Snacks Harrison? Uh, Certainly that was like right around the time that these two teams were playing. As a matter of fact, the Harrison trade was, I believe, the week or the Wednesday uh, before the Redskins went in there. We saw what Adrian Peterson did uh, late in that game, kind of pulling away on an outside zone run for a big 64-yard touchdown. But what does this giant defense look like the last five, six weeks to you? You know, it's it's an interesting defense. As I mentioned before uh, at the top of the show, they've had some trouble against the run. Uh, You know, most – Ever since trading Damon Harrison, who's who's you know still one of, if not the best run stoppers in the NFL, teams have been gashing the Giants up the middle. 
But last week, the Bears were able to gash them on the edges. I mean, we saw many instances where the edge defenders, Olivier Vernon, Connor Barwin, uh, were suckered into the middle of the, the formation and couldn't disengage. And lo and behold, there's the edge wide open for exploitation. So that's been a frustrating thing. Another frustrating thing um, has been the... Um, the inability to cover the tight end. And I always joke with people, but in, in a way I'm not really joking. If you have a chance to pick up the opposing tight end that's facing the Giants defense for your fantasy football team, probably not a bad idea to do that. But uh, a piece of breaking news that actually just came out uh, as we as we started recording this is that Landon Collins, their strong safety, is going to miss this weekend's game. He has a shoulder injury that he suffered last week against the um, the, the Bears. And um, I, we don't know how many weeks he's going to miss, but, you know, he's definitely not. It looks like he's not going to be in uh, for this weekend. That coming from the NFL Network. The Giants haven't commented on that. But, you know, it's kind of interesting because Collins did get hurt uh, last week against the Bears. I think he missed a play or two and then came back in. And I talked to him after the game and he said he was fine. But, you know, apparently something must have developed in the time I spoke to him to now. Um, but the reason I bring up Collins is, is because they've been using using him as kind of a pseudo linebacker mm-hmm. and um, you know, he's, he's come up, he's played the run. Well, you know, they've asked him to cover, cover at times, not really one of his strengths, but uh, it's going to be very interesting because um, now with Collins out of that, that uh, out of the game, um, you know, they're going to probably play. I would think a combination of Michael Thomas, Sean Chandler in there with, with Curtis Riley, who is, you know, Curtis Riley, we, we've had better safeties on, on this team. That's for sure. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting because the Giants linebackers are banged up. You know, they were missing B.J. Goodson last week. Lorenzo Carter was missing missing last week. So I'm just a little concerned now about that that middle of the field. They did hold up okay against the Bears. But like I said, they were, they were still able to gash them a little bit on the edges. They were still able to, you know, to exploit the middle of the field somewhat. So it'll be interesting. Uh, Patricia, one last thing for you, I, I guess, you know, because this, uh, and I haven't even had a chance to watch the, all of the tape yet, but the Redskins are fresh off of their third consecutive loss, as many people around the country saw, and many, I'm sure, Giants fans saw Monday Night Football, and now it's the Mark Sanchez show, and New Yorkers and uh, people from New Jersey, Giants, and certainly Jets fans, more than familiar uh, with Mark Sanchez. What do you think... The conversation is in the giant locker room or in the giant's minds, if you will. Uh, is it ha ha ha? We get to go against Mark Sanchez or hey, you know what? The guy's a former what number five overall pick and anybody is capable of beating anybody on any day. I think Pat Shermer won't allow them to go ha ha ha. I, I mean, yeah. you know, look, look, I mean, I could be the quarterback of the, of Washington and, and I think I would still get the utmost respect from the defenders and I can't throw yeah. a ball worth, worth, you know, spit. So, well, uh, <laughs> uh, fracture your fibula, you know, Patricia, I mean, yeah. they've, had, <laughs> they've lost two quarterbacks to fractured fibulas. In- I know, I know. I don't think I'd wanted, I wanted right. to be the quarterback under those circumstances. But my point is, is that the Giants under Shermer, they don't take anybody lightly. I mean, even when the rest of the fan base and the media say, oh, you know, this is a gimme, they should be able to, you know, walk all over this particular matchup or this particular team. That's not how Shermer has these guys thinking. He wants 
wants them to be respectful. He wants them to have an element of fear. And he wants them to go out and play hard. Because look, the Giants, even though, you know, their playoff chances are very slim and they need a lot of help to get in, a lot of help that they probably will not get, um, they still have a chance. And it's pretty amazing if you think about it that Shermer has not lost his team and that guys have not checked out at this point in time given that the Giants basically blew their chances in the first eight games by by posting the record that they had. No, that's a great point. Patricia Trana has been our guest uh, here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. A crossover Wednesday edition as we get the inside scoop on the New York Giants who come in at 4-8 and eight to FedEx Field this Sunday. Make sure you give Patricia a follow at Patricia underscore trainer uh, at Locked on underscore Giants as well. Read her in the athletic inside football.com and other outlets. She covers it all and covers Big Blue better than anyone and she's been our guest. Patricia, thanks for doing this uh, on the crossover Wednesday edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast. My pleasure, Chris. That's Patricia Trena. Guys, we'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked on Redskins. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked on NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.